1: Welcome to the five o'clock show. It's time for common sense. Now it's cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby standing for truth, justice and the American way bringing common sense to the world. Now here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby.
2: Well, it's Tuesday and uh, wow, we got some great show for you today. There must have been hundreds of thousands of people in Washington. We're going to have uh, Bruce Blakeman took 5,000 people down there, and he's going to be calling in to tell us what happened. Uh, in the studio with us, we have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, and we have Craig Eaton, uh, 10 years GOP chairman of Brooklyn, and common sense Democrat, a common sense Republican And we have Rita
3: Cosby. Rita, how are you today? I'm doing well. But you know what? Uh, You talk about common sense. Where is President Biden's common sense? He was invited to go to the rally, John. He didn't go to the rally. It's a pro Israel rally. He's, he speaks pro Israel. He was said he? that. He went to a climate conference and guess what he declared? That climate change is the ultimate threat to humanity. I'm sorry. Oh, you mean I'm, not I'm,
4: Ukraine, not China, not, not Iran, Hamas, Iraq, Clim- Hamas. I mean, it's climate change.
3: You can't make it up. You can't, you make,
4: can't it up.
2: make it up. I think he's absolutely right. In about 100,000 years, it's going to be a serious
3: problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are we going <laughs> to be then? <laughs>
5: I can't wait to tell him that in a hundred thousand years.
3: Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I
2: mean, come well, on. Well, what else is going on? We got, we're going to talk about the uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of people in Washington. We're going to talk about. We have uh, Alan Dershowitz is going to be on, and uh, Victoria Coates, and uh, who else we have on? We tonight? also
3: have uh, Steve Moore's Steve coming
2: Moore, up to, to talk stock about. Stock market was up like, almost six hundred points. It was so. skyrocketing and, today. And, uh, it looks like. The rumor is that they might reduce the uh, interest rates. Would't uh, that be great? Hopefully they've been listening to you,
3: John Well I hope that's so important. because
2: they're, they're breaking the real estate industry the, the banks are worried about their own existence. I mean they got to do something. I mean this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen where where, where they put all the banks in trouble. How do you you you, 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 how, you break the economy to be able to break inflation? I mean, that's stupid. It is stupid. Nothing breaks inflation,
3: like a depression. Yeah. yeah uh, you, you create a depression. Oh, okay. Inflation is down then. Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, is that right. dumb? Yes. It's so, and look at the timing of it, too, John, too. You has anything to do with the election cycle, Rita? Yeah, well, speaking of elections, by the way, uh, this to me is shameful. They had a vote to get Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, to get him impeached. Forgive me, the border is wide open. That should be an easy vote. And eight Republicans sided with the Democrats, and the resolution was shot down. Which
4: eight? Was it the same that were no. against? No, no. different no. eight. Give me eight. the
3: list. Give me the list. Yep, yep. it's uh, Congressman Ken Buck, also Daryl Issa, Tom McClintock, Patrick McHenry, John Duarte, Virginia Fox. Cliff Bentz, and Mike Turner. I'm surprised so, about Mike Turner. I me really too. Am. Me too. Well, uh-huh. now it goes, but it's not totally over. It goes back now to the Homeland Security Committee. But what they're saying is you could have fast-tracked it. You know, that, getting, you know I mean, come guys, on.
2: between us, before we go to our first guest, they're playing ping-pong with each other. Yes, right? yes. All they're doing is for headlines to see like, who can get the better headlines. And you know what they accomplish in Washington? Nothing. Except except destroying our country.
4: Bupkus. Bupkus. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. No, we say bull. (laughs) Well, you know what, in Brooklyn, so we can't say that on the air.
3: <laughs> it is ridiculous. Do what's right for the country, I mean, and but I, got, I mean, as I, opposed but to what they're
2: doing is just wasting everybody's time. It like, is, but, it but you is. know what,
4: John? I mean, my, my personal opinion is that whole impeachment thing, and everybody, everybody wants to impeach everybody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we have so many other problems right now. We do, but so but, but, many but, Greg, other problems. I
3: disagree here yeah. because the border is so wide it's, open. Yeah. If there's anybody who's been derelict, he keeps going on camera. He's before every committee and says, the border's secure. It's fine. But, but I think it's the White Either House. you're it's, blind it's, I or think you're lying. Which he's just, one? He's
4: just towing the line of what the White House wants. I, I understand. Like that's the problem. Then they Alan
2: just get Dershowitz another one. Is on the phone. Yeah. It's Tuesday. It's Alan Dershowitz Day.
3: Every Read day is Alan Dershowitz Day. And Craig Eaton Day, Eden day and, and Craig Eaton Day, too. It's a good Tuesday. <laughs> Let's go to Professor Alan Dershowitz, of course, Harvard Law right. Professor Emeritus. Um, Professor Dershowitz. Um you wrote a book obviously that that you fast tracked I love it because you've done so many great books it's about obviously uh what go- what happens to the Jewish faith the persecution today as John was just talking this march for israel was stunning it was yeah, yeah. packed on the mall and must have also brought a little joy because there's been so many of these protests of late and to see all these people in solidarity with israel is so powerful
6: I agree, and it finally shows that, although there have been marches the other way, the vast majority of Americans support it. But now I'm going to make enemies of you guys, or at least not friends, because I'm going to be a real dissenter here. I am categorically opposed to the impeachment of the uh, Homeland Security uh, secretary. Why? For the same reason I oppose the impeachment of Trump. The Constitution requires treason. He didn't commit treason, bribery. He didn't take or give bribes or other high crimes and misdemeanors. It's not enough that he's doing a terrible job. The framers of the Constitution rejected, rejected a proposal to put in maladministration, mismanagement, all of that. That was rejected by the framers. And if you agreed with me on Trump that he shouldn't be impeached, then you should agree with me on Mayorkas. He shouldn't be impeached. He should be condemned. He should be voted out of office. You should have a good reason for voting against uh, Democrats because of him. But impeachment should be reserved for all right. treason, so, bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors. Let
3: me play devil's advocate with sure. you, Professor Dershowitz. I contend it is treasonous if you allow people that are on the terrorist watch list to come into this country. And we know for a fact there have been over a million Godaways. There's no yeah. way that I mean we've had the highest number this year, 169 on the terrorist watch list. Yeah. It yeah. is more than all seven years it combined. May
6: be. It may be treasonous, but it's not treason. Treason is defined in the Constitution as taking up arms uh, against the United States. Guess what the
3: terrorists are doing? That's what the terrorists. But But you're saying you're saying he's not not, right.
6: right. He's not doing it. So I think we ought to reserve impeachment for the most extreme. There's been one appropriate impeachment case in our history, and that was Richard Nixon because he did commit high crimes and misdemeanors. Andrew Johnson didn't. Clinton didn't um uh, uh Trump didn't and I don't think anybody else did so uh I want to reserve I want to have that impeachment thing you know that grass, that the glass that has the hammer break only in case of an emergency and the emergency has to be treason bribery or other high crimes and misdemeanors it's rare that I disagree with you guys but it's uh it's good it's No no and and by the way you're you're speaking
3: you. as a lawyer I'm speaking as an American who I can't believe when I see the pictures you no, know I, I mean no you know
6: you have a point about what is going on, and it's inexcusable, but uh, I think we have to preserve the impeachment for what it is, and the 25th Amendment for what it is. And remember, too, there are Democrats who are now trying to prevent Trump from running because they think the 14th Amendment prevents him from running. I'm against that. I'm against any uses of the Constitution that don't satisfy what the framers had in mind. tell but, us about the
2: Washington. What, you, what have you heard about it? And, uh
6: well, I heard it's a great success, and I'm surprised and disappointed that that President Biden didn't postpone his trip, uh, his climate control trip, trip for an hour or yes, two hours. But, or and Professor window,
3: Dershowitz, he said
6: he was of, he had
3: more yeah. passion when he made this comment. I, I, I'm yeah. sorry to get all wrong. I was so angry today to see him say climate change is the ultimate threat to know, humanity. And he I said can. it with more conviction than I've heard him say, I support Israel, even though yeah. he has said it. Well, but come he, on.
6: Yeah. No, look, I think the saving Israel is saving civilization right now, because if Hamas wins, he, they're coming to a theater near you. They're not going to limit themselves. Uh, remember, they're Iran and Iran calls the United States, the big devil and Israel, the small devil. And if they're getting the small devil, they're going to try to get the big devil. So I predict here and I've made a lot of predictions We're going to have another 9-11, tragically, and it's going to get the support of college students. Some of Harvard students are going to join the terrorists this time, the way they did in the 1970s when they tried to blow up the University of Wisconsin. They tried to blow up the Army station at Fort Dix. These were violent revolutionaries. They killed policemen um, in in New New York, uh, and, and, and they went to jail for life, and then they got pardoned and let out. But uh, we're going to see a repeat of that, because if you support Hamas, the next step is to support terrorism, the Hamas terrorism. They're a designated terrorist organization. And if you provide them with any kind of material support, you've committed a crime. And that would be an impeachable offense if anybody ever did that, because that's a high crime, uh, supporting a designated terrorist group. But I'm fearful for our country. I think that we're going to get more terrorism as the result of the widespread support that we're seeing for Hamas. Today, 100 Harvard professors, including four from the Harvard Law School, my colleagues, signed a letter basically saying, well, you know what Hamas did, what Israel does, and eh, they're about equal morally well, ah, Professor,
2: official. the way That's we right said it yesterday, sides. the way me and you said it yesterday is the truth about what happened. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's a bunch of terrorist Hamas people being paid off by a a bunch of Iranians uh, uh, that uh, are paying off the the Hamas to create terrorism.
6: Yeah, yeah. But Harvard professors are essentially, Mm -hmm. essentially supporting them and coming out and saying the school, they condemned Harvard for being too pro-Israel. Can you imagine that? It's a new definition of chutzpah. Condemning Harvard for being too
3: pro-Israel? Well, by the way, there are people in the. Did you hear about this internal memo at the State Department where they they were condemning, saying that Biden was too pro-Israel? And there were there are people who are working in our State Department. I mean, how is that not bias?
6: Well, not only that, but I think every one of them should be fired. They're violating the policies of the United States. We shouldn't be having people in our State Department who don't agree with the policy. You're working for the government. You're part of the executive branch. You have a right to dissent. But the executive branch then has a right to say, hey, go work for the other party or go work for uh, some think tank. But you're not working for our administration if you're opposed to our policies and you're prepared to make that opposition. Obviously, everybody knew this letter was going to be leaked.
5: Alan, it's Richard Weinberg. In that regard, you've just sent out an open letter to law firms. And you're saying people who are pro-Hamas, pro-terrorists should not be hired by law firms. Can you explain that, please?
6: Well, what I said was every, every single client has the right to know who's representing them. And if you have hired a Ku Klux Klan member who believes in lynching and you have a black client, I think you have to tell your black client, by the way, we've assigned you a Ku Klux Klan guy who believes in lynching. And if that's the case, then if you're a Jewish or a pro-Israel person and you're getting a lawyer who believes in beheading and kidnapping and raping, I think the law firm has an obligation to tell you, oh, by the way, the lawyer we've assigned you belongs to the National Lawyers Guild, a despicable anti-American organization that hates Israel, hates democracy, hates civil liberties. And uh, you ought to know that. You may want to continue to be represented by the National Lawyers Mm -hmm. Guild. I have to tell you, I wouldn't go near a National Lawyers Guild member and have them represent me or have them in my firm. Yeah, and Professor Dershowitz, um, Craig Eaton, Craig Eaton has that. a question for
3: last, you. Last question. You know, Professor,
4: a few weeks ago I admired what you said. You said we should not blame the Palestinians because it's not every Palestinian, right. but we should blame Hamas. And, you know, I respect you for that because a lot of people are throwing the whole group of Palestinians under the bus, and that's unfair. But you know what? Nobody, not one person in America should support or condone what Hamas did. And if they did, they need to be taken to task for it. Right. And the National Lawyers Guild did support them. And by the way, not
6: not after Israel went in. It was on uh, October 8th. The blood was still flowing from the bodies of the beheaded people. And the despicable National Lawyers Guild came out in favor of Hamas and basically said it was an appropriate military action. It was justified. They were practically praising. Hamas for doing crazy, it. So crazy. if you know anybody from the National Lawyers Guild, if your firm has anybody from the National well, Lawyers Guild. Well, why don't we make a
2: list, since court. we're headquartered in New York, let's make a list yep. of New York lawyers uh, uh, that are part of that.
6: There are many. There are many. And and there are many in many firms. And, All right. That's, and clients uh, don't know about
2: professor, it. Professor uh, Judge Weinberg, let's get a list. Thank you, uh, Professor Dershowitz, Always and we'll talk pleasure. to you soon. Our next guest is David Schwartz, a prominent attorney in New York that uh, his dad was in the cigarette business, and in uh, uh, they are going to ban menthol cigarettes. Now, I know regular cigarettes are, are taboo. Menthol cigarettes, I don't know the difference. And marijuana, I don't know the difference at all, except when I walk out of my office building here, uh, I almost fall off the, uh, the you know,
5: you're stoned. You You're get saying, high. Yeah. You get John, a high. John, John Casimir is getting stoned.
4: Okay. David <laughs> Schwartz. <laughs> great. Great, G- to, be, David great Schwartz. to be here. J- great to be difference. here. Tell us the difference. Menthol cigarettes. I, I'm going to
7: tell you. you know, following up on pre- on Professor Dershowitz, illegal cigarette money has been funding terrorism. Okay. The first bombing of the World Trade Center was funded and Ooh. financed through illegal cigarette money. Okay. The Buffalo Six. A terrorist cell up in Buffalo, New York, you know, right after 9-11. Again, cigarette money. There are billions and billions of dollars made. In fact, New York State, through taxes lost, has lost $30 billion over the last 15 years, approximately $2 billion a year due to untaxed illegal cigarettes. And New York City is ground zero for the illegal trade I'd say about eighty uh, percent uh, of the cigarettes sold in New York. And, City. and how do you feel
2: so, about the Indians? Well,
7: well, you know what? That's not even the that's not even the problem anymore. How many illegal?
2: They, how many uh, cigarettes are the Indians? Yeah, they, the legal they, cigarettes. They, the legal they, cigarettes are the least they, worry. It's the Indian cigarettes and and the bootleg cigarettes, etc., etc., etc
7: that 's what that's what I'm talking about, so we have this illegal market, complete chaos, complete anarchy, and what does the federal government want to do? What does the Biden administration want to do? They want a menthol ban right we could we can't stop anything crossing our borders right now. Everything is coming in, so now. You know now because we have we have you know we have the highest taxes now that causes the illegal trade. So now when you have a menthol ban, what's that going to do to every single state They're gonna cost, in this country? Me- menthols is going to twice as much. Yeah, you're going to have no. You're going to have menthol, illegal menthol cigarettes crossing the border, coming in, feeding. the I don't the underground,
2: the Wait, underground. wait, one second. The I under- just David <laughs> Schwartz. All I want to do is I want to understand. Why? I'm not a smoker. Yo, why is menthol?
7: Why menthol? Why, why, worse? why right. menthol? David, why well, menthol? This is where the discrimination comes in, and there and it's major part of our coalition are our, our black church leaders. Black organization leaders. In fact, Reverend Sharpton just lent his support. He was at our. Which side is he on this
2: week?
7: (laughs) Pro pro menthol cigarettes.
5: Pro menthol cigarettes. On
7: the side of stopping the menthol ban because it discriminates against the black communities. Then the black communities traditionally have smoked menthol cigarettes. There is no difference, John health-wise, between a menthol cigarette okay. and a now regular you were the, cigarette. We
2: had a great lunch today for the Police Athletic League with Governor right. Holcomb. You were right. sitting two two seats away from her. Right. Did you say anything right. to her?
7: Well, actually, you, you know, when you announced to everyone that I was going to be on your show tonight, you actually... uh, uh at the issue. I didn't get a. I ch- I have had many conversations, though, with Governor Hochul about the illegal cigarette trade. I've met with her, uh, a <laughs> lot of her staff on this issue, and they've been very receptive. And Governor Hochul, to her credit, uh, understands the issue. All right. and And she wants to do something about it.
2: You're a good friend of all of ours, and we'll yes. talk to you about more. Keep, keep us informed. We'll put you on again when you know more on, about what's going on
7: absolutely thank you. Thank thank you, David.
2: and we're going to go to a break and we're going to come back we have victoria, Coates. victoria Coates. but in the studio just walked in suzanne another power miller. woman another power another woman go you know, suzanne miller now i understand that you were in the studio in our podcast studio uh doing a a, a podcast with uh, mayor eric adams i was thank and i you. understand they took Curtis Sleeway locked him up in the closet. They had him shamed. With, <laughs> a, security, him shamed. with a security guard in yes. front. So no, uh, there that were that 10 Eric security get, guards. That, that, that <laughs> Curtis and Eric Adams would not cross uh, paths. I would have loved him to be there. I think we should have had a debate.
3: I didn't have the uh. boxing gloves. <laughs> that, would been, that
4: would have been funny.
3: No, didn't did have it boxing go? gloves. How did it go? Because you were talking about an <laughs> important topic. I was talking about such great topics. We talked about his stance on Israel. We talked about the migrants. We talked about the Board of Education. Which in New York is doing horrible. We talked about what we could do to keep people in this town, and I think that he. basically... And when is your podcast going to go public tomorrow? Oh wow! What, what, what time? Tomorrow. What
2: time? what time? We have to
3: check with WABC. Oh and great! The, how do you I get it? Wait. Go to wabcradio.com. Yes, go to wabcradio.com. It's the first interview we talked about the investigation.
2: Oh good! And the okay, border good. control, and I so think that be- Suzanne Miller, along with Mayor Eric Adams. Suzanne Miller, break a leg. Thank you. For stopping by, Look everybody good. should and listen it. to that podcast.
4: Now, now, everybody yeah. should are listen. you going to do a
2: podcast with, uh, Eric Adam, uh, with, uh, Curtis Lewa afterwards? Uh, after equal, after time. He he was, equal time?
8: Equal time? <laughs> because <laughs> they actually
2: had, they had him locked in the closet with a
3: security <laughs> That's guard in front. Well multiple multiple guards. guards!
2: I
4: think you need a straitjacket. You need a straitjacket for him too.
1: Even Houdini could in a room. Let's go for a break and we're going to come back. We're going to be looking. you Thank you. Common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katzamaditis and Rita Cosby, Katz and Cosby on seventy seven WABC.
3: And we are back here on Katz and Cosby. Well, tomorrow President Biden is meeting with President Xi of China. Uh, is he going to uh, handle it the same way he handled the spy balloons? Will join us now to talk about that and a whole bunch more. Is former Deputy National Security Advisor Victoria Coates? Uh, Victoria, I have so much to ask you. But first off, is he going to roll over? The funniest thing is he's sitting there today talking about climate change, and he's meeting with she tomorrow. Is that not? A, is that not a joke?
9: No, it's it's pretty rich. Good to be with you, Rita, and you, John. I mean. Xi is the world's largest polluter, and they are opening multiple coal fired electricity plants. What is
2: it? One coal coal power plant a week.
9: I I mean, it could be higher than that. It's coming Uh, in China. That's amazing. Yeah. And so they are just raising their emissions willy nilly. They have no interest in this deal. And yet you have Biden gassing on and on about this is why we need to invite them to San Francisco and have them probably lecture us on the condition of their, our, our American cities in San Francisco, he may have a point. But there's absolutely no reason for this meeting. Uh, Xi has no intention of being a partner on climate or anything else.
3: Yeah, it, it is. And, and you know what? It follows it, all these sort of appeasement policies. Did you see, Victoria, too, And speaking of appeasement, that President Biden is mulling approval of potentially uh, doing a waiver on some sanctions that could give Iran... $10 billion is through some banks in Iraq. But even the thought that they're mulling it, I, I mean, if we're in the middle. This is after what happened with Hamas and Israel, and he's still mulling. This is a fresh round, not the $6 billion that he had to wrestle with before.
9: No, and it's on top of another $10 billion that went through Iraq, and, and then all of the tens and tens of billions that have come through China. Because when the Biden administration stopped enforcing the Uh, sanctions on Iranian oil and permitting the Chinese to buy it because they wanted to keep prices down without producing here at home. That's the money that has flown in, flowed in. And the, the, I guess, driving principle is that they want to engage with Iran. They think that's somehow productive. But I mean, look at what has happened. The region is now on fire. Instead of peace deals, we have terrorist attacks. And China is behind it. China are the ones that are bankrolling it. So not only is Biden sort of pueling about getting a climate deal, they're also saying, oh, he's going to pressure China to help with Iran. How's that going to work? You know, they, all China cares about is getting the cheap oil, dedicated oil stream straight out of China, out of Iran, straight out of Russia, straight to China. That's all they care about. And we just look terrible and weak.
3: Yeah, it doesn't seem to care. Uh, we are talking to former Deputy National Security Advisor Victoria Coates, Judge Weinberg. Victoria, good to talk to you again. Let me ask you a question. I keep
5: seeing the headlines that they're about to have a hostage deal with Hamas and a, a pause or a ceasefire for five days. What are your thoughts on that?
9: Well, Judge, good to, good to hear from you, too. I know, I mean, I think we all are, you know, just heartbroken by the the. Plights of these families. There are some here in the United States today who have been going from New York to Washington for the rally that we just we just had down here, and obviously there are we believe some number of Americans, up to nine, that are still in this in this group of hostages, and we want these people home. But rather than sort of pressure Israel to have these pauses leading up to a hostage release. I think we would have done much better to build our leverage by refusing the pauses until the hostages are released.
0: Exactly, so get
9: them out, and then we can we can talk about humanitarian aid. But putting the cart before the horse like this, you just incentivize Hamas to drag this out longer because they can survive.
3: Yeah, that's for sure. You know, did you see? Also, speaking of which, um, the president is talking out of both sides of his mouth um, because he continues to say. Uh, that the Gaza hospitals quote must be protected and that Israel you know kind of questioning their tactics if you will and then we hear blinken talking obviously you know nobody wants to see civilians put in harm's way but he seems to be scolding Israel versus scolding Hamas
9: no it's this is this is outrageous and you know the the hospital that's on on everybody's radar now al-shifa which is a former British barracks building. It's one of the most solid buildings in, uh, in in Gaza City. Amazingly, in 2014, Senator Cruz, for whom I then worked, wrote an op-ed about what we called a tale of two hospitals, which was about al-Shifa, where Hamas was in the basement using uh, the citizens of Gaza in that, that war that was taking place then as human shields, and a, a hospital in, in Israel where they were actually curing the victims of the syrian civil war and so i mean this has been around for 10 years everybody has known this is not this is not a secret in any way and yet and you know the israelis are trying to help uh with fuel for for the actual uh patients in the hospital but but it's it's hamas that's creating this issue there's nothing israel can do about it you know they're the ones who have parked an arsenal under this building they don't care about the babies they don't care about you know the other patients
5: and they, they Victoria the PR off. and if you if you don't go after the hospital then you're giving a victory to Hamas in that tactic which by itself is a war crime.
9: A hundred percent, and you're and you're preserving their leadership in their in their literal underground lair under this hospital. You can't you're going to have to cut the head off the snake at some point, and you know if if, if this is what Hamas chooses to do, then that that is on Hamas. It is not on Israel. But that this president
3: seems to be so focused on trying to keep Israel in line and working these deals. You know, you know what? I also saw Victoria too, and you, you probably know this, that it's under like the children's section apparently of the hospital is where sort of the, the head of the snake is where the Hamas and they actually have tunnels on top of each other. And I saw some video earlier today. The IDF gathered what they said was in one section and they firmly believe the hostages are Either they're still or we're there, but literally it's in like the most vulnerable section. You know, I mean, you can't make this up. And yet, and yet, where are the people saying Hamas? Look what you're doing to the Palestinian people. You
9: know, it's it's extraordinary, and I, I just I mean, there are almost no words for how ghoulish this is in terms of the just utter disregard for these people's lives. But I mean, it has to be said you know, this is what the people of Gaza have accepted. I mean, where are the massive protests against Hamas? Where are the defections? I mean, a lot of them are trying to get out now. That's good. But some number of them had to have supported this attack on Israel. You don't get 3,000 people, you know, to to be this vicious and this supported and this coordinated if you don't have a pretty good network behind you. So I think, you know, it is also beholden on a lot of Gazans and certainly nobody wants innocent casualties. Uh, but, but but they have to take a real good look at, at what, what they've been fostering on the Strip for the last uh, It's a mess.
2: Years. It's a mess. It is. Well, thank you, Victoria Coates. And thank you for everything you've done for our country and continue to speak mm-hmm. out for our country. And we'll talk to you again real soon.
9: Sounds good. Thank okay. you. Okay, we're going to take you. a break.
2: When we come back from the break, we've got Steve Moore, one of the country's leading economists, the markets were up five or 600 points today. Uh, interest rates, there's speculation. It might drop after the UBS uh, 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 memo. And um, after that, Dr. Peter mihalos it's his birthday. No. And Bruce Blakeman calling in. He took 5,000 people down to uh, Washington today, and we'll find out what the heck is going on. Let's go for that break.
1: you commuting home. Cats and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: Well, we're back. And right now, we have Steve Moore, one of the country's leading economists. And he's got a lot to say, I think, today. The markets were up uh, 500 points. At one point, it was almost 600 points. Steve Moore, what the heck is going on? Is the interest rates going to go down and save America? <laughs> well, John, you've been so right about this for the last uh, year or so.
0: You've been very critical of the Fed's interest rate hikes, and you've been right, my friend, there was no reason to have these massive increases in interest rates. They really hurt the economy, uh, and they really pulled back. Uh, and you saw what happened with mortgage rates and so on. And I think this was a day of euphoria for Wall Street because we got a good um, number on con- on inflation. And I think that the, uh, the folks on-, on Wall Street are now saying, hey, there's not going to be a Not only will there be no more rate increases, but now it looks like we might see some rate cuts. And well, I it looks I, you like you I'm favor of that.
2: I hope UBS is correct in, in their announcement yesterday, and uh, I think I sent you a copy of it. What is, tell tell people what UBS had to say.
0: I didn't. I didn't see what
3: UBS said. UBS said. Was. It, was it, said that it
2: might drop as much as 275 basis points uh, in uh, next year,
3: 2024.
0: I think. Yeah, uh, I you know that. That would be amazing to me. I I doubt it's going to be cut that much. But, you know, any reduction in rates at this point would be uh, very helpful to the economy. I mean, look, the mortgage interest rate has gone up from three percent when Donald Trump was president to seven and a half percent to, in some markets, eight percent. And that means that the uh, the the. Uh, realtors just put out a study showing that the um, the uh, payments that you have to make on a 30 year mortgage now are double what they were, you know, three years ago. So that's hurting the housing market. So, look, I'm in favor of growth. I'm in favor of prosperity. I think we've got a debt that's out of control, but we've got to make sure that people are working. Businesses are making money. People can afford to buy a house. And so I think the Fed, Slammed the brakes on the
3: economy, and did real damage. You know, Steve, speaking of brakes, uh, $17 a gallon is sort of how you equate the cost of EV cars. Yeah. How, explain you know that. That that was really interesting.
0: Well, you know what? I mean, look, I'm in favor of anybody being able to buy whatever car they want to. But when you consider this, that first of all, the government has paid for all the batteries and they're subsidizing the, um, the companies that are making these Uh, electric vehicles, then they're paying people at the federal level a $7,500 check if they buy an electric vehicle. By the way, many states are throwing in another few thousand dollars. And then they're also paying for the electricity to charge your battery. I mean, this is the most subsidized industry in the history of the United States, and people still aren't buying them.
2: Yes, I think Ford had a 200-day backlog at the dealer's.
0: You mean for regular cars?
2: No, for uh, electric
5: no. They can't, rid, they can't get rid they of. They can't get rid of. electric they can oh, They're yeah, on the watch. Right. So they yeah, can't but, move so so they
3: uh, them. They want to <laughs> pay people to take them. <laughs> you yeah, couldn't wow. pay me. <laughs> you
5: <laughs> couldn't pay me to take them. Wow!
0: If you want to get an electric, I mean, if you want to get a you know gas car, you're going to have to probably wait 200 days because they don't have those. I mean, I've talked to dealers around the country, uh, Rita, and, I, and what they're telling me is they can't get rid of the EVs. And people wow. are coming in and say, "Well, show me the." uh You know, show me your gas cars. Oh, no, we don't have those, but here's a whole acre full of, you know, EVs. Now, again, EVs are fine cars, but you know what the problem is? That you can't sell people a car they don't want. And, John, do you remember the old story of the Edsel?
2: Yes, it was a very beautiful car.
5: (laughs) Well, Ford almost you know, went broke on the Edsel. If you
0: own an Edsel today, it's very, very valuable because they're very, very rare. Because the Edsel was supposed to be the car, all the experts, everybody's going to buy an Edsel. That was a Ford car. It came out in 1958. They thought they were going to sell half a million of them, but they only sold, sold about twenty thousand of them. And the lesson of that is, you know, some you, know, you got to ask the customers what they want, right? I mean, John, you're a business, and that's
2: what Toyota to said. And you know, I said that in my Fox interview yesterday. Toyota, the CEO of Toyota says, I'm going to make electric cars, I'm going to make uh, uh, hybrid. hybrid cars, I'm going to make gas cars, I'm going to make diesel cars. Let the customer decide, which yes, is exactly. the right thing to do.
4: Steve, I yes, just wanted to touch right. on the mortgage you were talking about before, because I, this is Craig. I do a lot of transactional work, Contract. and and the, the, the real estate market is somewhat sideways right now, but you hit it right on the head. My, my son just bought a house. And the difference between the 3% and the the 8% he's paying is $2,500 a month. I mean, these Mm -hmm. young kids can't afford to buy houses at 8% because it bankrupts them. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: And they were saying also that, you know, the, uh, the, you could afford to buy a median, uh, home, you know, value home on an income of about 50 to $60,000. Now, do you know what it takes, Craig? A hundred thousand dollars according to the realtors. So we're pricing young people. Out, out of the market. Out, out of the, out of the, the market. house yeah. market. And, you know, what's
2: the American dream? Well, what part of the American dream is owning your own home?
4: Yep. yep. We can yep. only hope for the best. Well,
2: let's pray for America. Let's talk before the weekend. And uh, you, you're on every Saturday at 2 o'clock, I right after Cudlow. I will be on on Saturday afternoon. More money. On 1, one PM on uh, W-A-B-C. <laughs> I finally sang <laughs> it right. Thank you, Steve like Moore. That. Let's go <laughs> to Dr. Peter Michalos. And today... Hey. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday, dear Peter. Birthday. Happy birthday to you. Peter Mihalos, happy birthday. Congratulations and another year. And, uh, we were, t- yesterday we were together at the Columbia, uh, Presbyterian, uh, a gala, and uh, uh, that was a wonderful dinner, wasn't it, Peter?
8: Yeah, no, it's amazing, and we're very fortunate to have an amazing uh, medical center at Columbia University and all the great inventions and researchers and new medicines and treatments coming right out here in New York, so uh, we want to keep on staying healthy, and uh, that's why we keep everyone updated here at WABC on what's happening and some of the exciting uh, news with some of these new weight loss drugs that we talked about that we discussed tonight.
2: There was a and, lot of uh, people excited about it last night. Uh, tell, tell that to uh, uh, our audience.
8: Well, what happens in the United States because of the changes in our diets that 70% of Americans are overweight and in the United States, about 40% are considered obese by uh, standards of what's called the body mass index. So we really need to do something as a country and since we uh, have trouble with curbing our appetites, that goes for all of us and there's so many good options for food, uh, they've developed these drugs called peptides and these peptides can actually uh, send a signal, they're signaling molecules and they tell your stomach to actually slow down the emptying of your stomach. So when your stomach empties itself slower, it feels like it's fuller because the food is not moving along so it tells your brain it sends a signal when your stomach starts to stretch out it's full it says hey buddy you're full stop eating and that's what it does and it sends that signal the problem is right now of course it's under patent it costs a thousand a month so you know the question is what insurance companies will pay for it uh the good news is when people apply uh, their doctor has to write a note basically let the insurance company know that they have the overweight condition with another underlying condition like high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, which are risk factors. So in the long run, they're going to save a lot of money if you can keep people healthier because when we drop weight, our cardiovascular risk and risk for other chronic diseases decreases. So this is a, a big plus. The concern, of course, is long-term what, uh, what potential side effects like we've seen many other drugs in the past uh, in the past for weight loss, and then they ended up having side effects. So we have to wait and see. So as of you now, know, there's uh, no
2: side effects <laughs> from any of those, right?
8: Well, there are some cases of uh, certain types of thyroid cancers, called medullary thyroid cancers, but extremely rare. But the problem is, you know, everything's rare. But if you're one of the people who gets the problem, then, then, then it is a, a problem. But, you know, there are other things you can start before you jump right away to take a medicine. Things like intermittent fasting. We've talked about the diabetes drug metformin, which has been around for 50 years. is also used by some non diabetics for anti aging, and they drop 10 to 20 pounds. So uh, it does help. I have friends who've lost 40, 50 pounds just taking the metformin and doing intermittent fasting. So, you know, you have to discuss your uh, doctor, and you've got to find a doctor who's more of an integrative medicine type specialist because sometimes the doctors now, they only get 10, 15 minutes with you because if they work for some large entity and they only have to see 50, 40, 30, 40 patients a day, they're not going to sit and go over all this stuff in detail. So sometimes it's good to even talk to a nutritionist and the doctors sometimes a subspecialty of obesity, weight loss, and discuss some of the options so you can start with the least invasive options. But this one, you have to give yourself a shot. Dr. Nicholas?
5: It's Richard Womberg. Good to talk to you again. Let me ask you this question: How does intermittent fasting work? If I wanted to start on that, how would that
8: work? The way it works is that when we were cavemen and cave women, there was no refrigeration. We had to go out and hunt. So our first meal was after the hunt, usually around twelve to one, and then we had to get out of the sun. So we went, we ate, we fed the family before it got dark. We took the food out of the cave. We ate by six or seven, and then what we did was the um, the the gut rests for 16 hours, and we now know that when our gut and intestine is not focusing on digestion, it's regenerating itself, regenerating the wall of the gut, it's healing, and then at the, around the 14th hour, actually our T killer cells go up, which go after cancer cells. So it's about letting the gut rest, and also your blood sugar level is much stable because when you're not constantly eating, your blood sugar stays low. And this big study out of Europe. Showed that elevated insulin, elevated sugar speeds up the aging process. The faster our cells spin off, make new amino acids and proteins, which are the building blocks of our body, we make copying errors as we age and that's cancer inflammation. So when your glycemic index or sugar levels are stable for those 16 hours, you actually age slower. So that's how the mechanism of intermittent fasting, because we're not really designed to eat breakfast, we're really designed to go a hunt in the morning. We have more energy. A hungry fox has a ton of energy and they're super sharp because the body knows that it needs to, you know, get it together and go out there and gather and hunt. But now with our more sedentary lifestyle, it, it, it affects us. And in a lot of countries, that's what they do in I, agrarian uh, economies where they go out. Farm. They go out in the morning. They just have coffee and water, and then they have a nice big lunch, you know? and then they usually nap in the afternoon.
2: I've been I've been on uh, intermittent fasting since me and Peter started it about a year ago, and I feel great. I just uh, and it's like Peter, like the doctor says, is it's when you're 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 uh, stuffing your stomach when you're what do you call your uh, uh, when it finishes processing the food you ate. And it has nothing to do, it goes on a repair service. So anything that's broken in your body, it repairs it. How yeah, come more no people aren't doing
5: problems. that, Peter?
8: Well, there are many people, but you know, the, it, it's just that the doctors uh, need to spend more time with patients and explain all these different options. So uh, that's why people have to listen to WABC to find out the latest and the greatest on what's happening in the front lines, and we always... Mm-hmm. Quote things that are peer-reviewed literature, and then we tell people to go discuss doctor, it with
2: doctor. Dr. Peter Michalos, the reason we have even more listeners to WABC is because you keep them living longer. Thank you so much for coming. And happy calling. birthday. Peter. And happy birthday. I, I wish Thank I was you. there with you to celebrate. And, uh, uh, and when we, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we have Bruce Blakeman calling in from Washington or New York or someplace, but he had 5,000 people from Nassau County there. Let's take that break.
1: It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: Wow. We, we we may have some breaking news. Bob Brown, do we have some breaking news?
1: Hold on there, John. Yes, we do have some breaking news. Just breaking moment. news, WABC.
7: Just uh, minutes ago, the House has passed a... Uh, a bill to keep the uh, government funding uh, for the time being. There's no other details uh, we're trying to get right now. But again,
2: just to all make, right. Stay tuned right all. after uh, Bruce Blakeman and Bob. You'll have some more news in the six o'clock news. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, thank Bob you. Brown. And with us today is uh, Bruce Blakeman. He just got back or is or coming back from from Washington. And Bruce Blakeman, I understand you had five thousand people on the Washington uh, march. Tell us about it.
10: No, we had much more than that. We had tens of thousands of people from Nassau County. Wow.
2: Um, And and, and Bruce Blakeman is the county executive. Nassau County has done a phenomenal job in the last couple of years. And and tell us, how was it?
10: uh, It was awesome. The energy there was great. They had almost 300,000 people from around the world that came to the Washington Mall to show their support for Israel. And I got to tell you, People were so, uh, they were so psyched that so many people came. They were expecting 100000 They got almost three times that amount. Wow. Wow.
4: wow. We had two callers. We... Executive, this hey. is Craig. How you doing, pal? I just want to Good. say kudos to Nassau and Suffolk and Chairman Cairo and Garcia. You guys knocked it out of the box on Election Day, and, and it's just amazing how, how the Republicans have grown in Nassau and Suffolk County under your leadership and, and the leadership of Suffolk County.
10: Well, thank you so much. Uh, Long Island is an island of sanity wow. and common sense. And common sense, yep. Yeah. In, a, in a sea, a blue sea of nonsense, people who are woke, progressive, uh, socialist, anti-American. It's really getting crazy out there. But you know what? When they played the national anthem at the Israeli rally today and 300,000 people sang our American national anthem, it really made me feel good, and it was terrific. And, by the way, with your breaking news, I was with Congressman diaz D'Esposito, Congressman Lawler, Congressman Waloda at the rally, and they all told me that they thought that the continuing resolution would be passed tonight. So That's great uh, we're That's very great happy news. about that. Well, I'm
4: glad we still have a speaker.
2: Yeah,
5: yeah exactly.
4: <laughs> Well, I think.
10: Well, it only took them 30 days for the last one.
4: Yeah. Well, we sent two carloads of Republicans from Brooklyn. Dimitri Kugel took two carloads today. Um, to champion the cause as well. So, you know, we're helping out in any way we can.
2: And how did most of these people from Suffolk County and and Nassau County get there? By buses? Or what did you have? By trains? Bus, train, and plane.
10: The the trains were full. They were sold out. Um, the school buses, uh, uh, there were over 100 school buses from Nassau County. Um, you couldn't, you couldn't hire a bus if you wanted to on the East Coast. Uh, Today, they were all jammed with people from Long Island, Brooklyn, Queens, Westchester, New Jersey, Maryland, you name it.
5: Bruce, it's Richard Richard Weinberg. Welcome to the show. Good to talk to you again. Thanks, Judge. I want to tell you this. I'm very, very proud of you and the people who were at that demonstration today. It was a pro-Israel, but it was also a pro-American rally as opposed to the rioting that's going on. In other places, these pro-Hamas rallies, which are anti-Israel and anti-American and anti-Western civilization. So the unity between Israel and America is very, very important. People need to recognize. First, they'll go after Israel, and America is next. What do you say?
10: Judge, you're absolutely right. Israel is the appetizer for Hamas and the other terrorists. And the main course has always been America. We saw that in World War II. Um, 9-11 had nothing to do with Israel, but the terrorists attacked the Twin Towers. They killed thousands of Americans, a lot of first responders. Uh, it's not about Israel as much as it's about Western civilization, freedom, and peace-loving people. And Americans, I believe, realize that now because, you know, as a Republican, I'm very gratified that Democrats have joined Republicans in this battle against Hamas, which is nothing more than baby killers and rapists.
2: Well, the demonstration today, you know, having that, that many people, really shows uh, everybody where the American people stand, where Washington stands. And and uh, uh, who was your main speakers there today?
10: All of the leaders of Congress, uh, both uh, Speaker Johnson Hakeem Jeffries from the House, uh, Senator Schumer, Senator McConnell were all uh, speaking. Uh, they had Natan Sharansky, who spoke about freedom and about anti-Semitism. Uh, he was a very special speaker. So it was
2: Democrats and, and Republicans. You were all all t- talking in unison, unison.
10: If If anything has brought us together, it's this murderous, terrorist attack on israel uh which has opened everybody's eyes to what is really going on around the world and that is that anti-semitism can be acquainted it can be equated with anti-americanism because we have the same values we share the same values and this is an attack on values it's an attack as the judge said well hold on quickly you have something yeah yeah, i just
4: want to say for all our listeners, I just want to say make sure you download the 77 WABC app and listen to the Suzanne Miller podcast tomorrow with Eric Adams.
2: Oh, that's a is that a paid political announcement? <laughs> that's a paid political announcement. But she didn't pay Bruce me anything. Bruce Blakeman, you did a great job. Thank you for everything so you've done today. Bruce, and thank you. God bless thank you. Thank you so Bruce, much. God bless you, my friend. It. And uh, what do we all stand for? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America.